Governor J.B. Pritzker rolls out a roadmap for a new energy policy in Illinois, and the COVID-19 pandemic continues its grip on the state's economy. We'll talk about that on this week's edition of Capital Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock. And here with me today is our State House Bureau Chief, Jerry Nowicki. Jerry, good to see you. Have me, Peter. So the one thing that has eluded Governor Pritzker, who's been successful at getting most of his major policy initiatives through, has been a clean energy policy. And I remember Capital News Illinois' first full day of operation in January of last year, you and I went to a news conference where he talked about it. What's been standing in the way? Why can't he get this through? Well, there's a number of things. The most recent is obviously ComEd, as I described it in my headline, the elephant in the room when you talk about energy. Uh, as we all know by now, they were implicated in a, or admitted to a bribery scheme that implicated House Speaker Michael Madigan that basically said from 2011 to 2019, they had uh, had basically influenced the legislative process through a series of bribes, or maybe that's not the word, but um, influencing the process to get what they want, such as automatic formulaic rate hikes to pay for some of their infrastructure projects anytime uh, the formula suggested, rather than having to go through a review board um, with the Illinois Commerce Commission. Okay, so what is he proposing now? Uh, I assume we're talking about uh, something that lawmakers could consider when they come back for the veto session in the fall. Um, Right, so I spoke to Christian Mitchell Thursday. He was doing a round of press calls, and he's the deputy governor who's largely um, one of the people writing this. And it's not a bill uh, announcement. They're not filing this as legislation. These are principles the governor would like to see uh, when we come back for veto session. And one of the interesting parts about this is uh, that the proposal does not, uh, as the governor sees it, the proposal does not need to pull Illinois from the PJM capacity auction. that's a pretty convoluted thing, but basically uh, PJM is a federally, federally regulated entity that procures capacity, which is uh, energy providers promise that they can produce energy years into the future. And long story short, what some of the clean energy jobs bill advocates wanted to see was Illinois pulled from that market and doing their own procurement uh, to uh, so they could prefer um, to put the investment into renewables such as wind and solar. Um, But the governor said he doesn't want to do that. He'd prefer to stay in PJM um, because pulling out of that could benefit Exelon uh, by increasing the uh, amount of capacity purchased from them, which would be another subsidy as Christian Miller, uh, Christian Mitchell described it. Okay. And so I think we're talking about putting these principles into a piece of legislation called the Clean Energy Jobs Act, or CJA. Um, talk a little bit about that. What, uh, would, what would the Clean Energy Jobs Act do, and what does Pritzker want to see in it? 
Yeah, I don't know if this would be uh, with Sija or it'd just be an energy package that morphs a bunch of Sija and Path to 100 type things together. But Sija, where they uh, their big difference with Sija is, of course, the PJM piece. Uh, some of the things they would agree on with the Sija advocates would be that they want to see electrified uh, vehicle mm -hmm. uh, sectors. They want to see more electric vehicles on Illinois roads and more production of electric vehicles in Illinois. Um, they're going to find allies in Sija on that. Um, other things that Sija will definitely like to see are goals for 100% clean energy by 2050. Um, but whether or not PJM is a part of that is going to be the major discussion in these uh, talks going forward. So does the governor want to see development of like more charging stations for electric vehicles to make those more feasible in Illinois? Right. That's one of the strategies to get to that point is to uh, maybe create some subsidies or some tax uh, breaks or exemptions or whatever for residents or businesses that want to put in charging stations. And the more charging stations you have, the more likely it is to get vehicle uh, electric vehicle manufacturers. And they also want to figure in, uh, they say equity in, in the clean energy market. And that's incentivizing doing business with minority women or veteran owned uh, businesses. Okay. And I assume that if we shift to more clean energy, then jobs in uh, coal fired power plants for one thing would disappear. Uh, have they talked about uh, retraining displaced workers to go to work in clean energy industries? Yeah, that's addressed the transition to a clean energy economy for especially coal plants. But even Christian Mitchell said to me yesterday, um, all of the plans are sort of lacking in that area and discussions really need to focus on that going forward. Nothing was very comprehensive in how they were going to address that. They just want a little more notice for workers whose plants might be closing down and possibly more uh, grant availability for workers or um, in those areas where they're losing coal plants. But there's no uh, comprehensive plan there. Okay, and I guess it shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, fail to notice that also this week, former Vice President Joe Biden accepted the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. And during his acceptance speech Thursday night, he mentioned, among many things, that he wants to see uh, climate policy put back at the forefront of domestic policy. Does it sound like the governor is on the same page with the National Party and the, uh, the Green New Deal that they're talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um it's difficult to compare to the Green New Deal, but he certainly wants to see a clean energy economy in Illinois. I mean, that's the way things are trending. But like I said, uh, Illinois is so unique in that ComEd is such a large provider and they've gotten what they've wanted for nearly a decade, according to that uh, uh, deferred prosecution agreement. So anything we do here has an asterisk because of ComEd's influence. All right. Well, let's turn to the pandemic situation uh, right now. Um, for, on Friday, the Illinois Department of Public Health announced that there are now 20 counties on the warning list. Uh, they're at risk of uh, serious resurgence of COVID-19. Uh, so the state's kind of been moving in the wrong direction there. 
Yeah, I spoke. I'm I'm doing some reporting for a long term story on nursing homes, and I, I speak to them, and they're just like, you know, we as a society, it kind of feels like we are getting over this, and that is absolutely not the case. People are bored of it. People are going out more, but this virus uh, is now coming back. Probably within a couple of weeks, we're going to see. Uh, it, it looks as though we're on the trends for increasing numbers. IDPH seems to have suggested that too, but um, yeah, this virus is still out here. Um, and as, as you, we had one uh, one region, the Metro East region outside of uh, St. Louis, where they've already had to roll back uh, so, uh, and reimpose some social and economic restrictions. It looks like another region, uh, Will and Kankakee counties up in Northeast Illinois, uh, are at risk of getting there. Um, and there are counties just scattered all over the state. It's odd that this isn't just Chicago and the collar counties. I mean, this is Southern Illinois, uh, Eastern, Western Illinois. Uh, is it, do you get the sense that maybe people just aren't taking this thing seriously? Uh, yeah, there's some of that. And then there's just, uh, people asking how long can I go without seeing my families? You know, I gotta go, gotta see your families. You can't, you know, the people are just bored of it. Okay. And I reported earlier this week that, uh, the state's unemployment rate took a significant drop, but it's still in the double digits, 11.1%, uh, which is slightly higher than the national rate of around 10%. Um, you know, I remember at the beginning, a lot of people, they saw the economy tanking and they were hoping for what they called a V-shaped recovery where there would be a swift plunge downward and then the pandemic would disappear and there would be a quick recovery. That doesn't seem to be happening. I don't know if you would call this like a backwards J recovery. It just, um, it seems to be taking a lot longer than people had hoped for. Yeah, I don't know how feasible a V-shaped recovery ever was. Um, we're recovered now. Hopefully, we don't see further restrictions. Uh, hopefully, the virus doesn't trend to necessitate further restrictions that would uh, undo some of the gains we've seen uh, in recent weeks in Illinois. But um, you just never know. Uh, a lot of people just don't feel safe being at a restaurant or being wherever. Okay, and all this is happening as schools and parents are making plans for for reopening the new school year. Uh, did we get any sense about uh, what's going on around the state? Uh, some districts, I guess, are going to fully reopen for in-person learning. Some are just going to do uh, online learning. Some are doing a combination of both. Uh, does there appear to be any trends there? Uh, no, depending on the area, you mentioned it, it just, it, there's a lot of different plans for education right now. And governor has said, leave it up to the locals to decide they know best for their communities. And that's the way it's been so far. Um, I suppose if there are upticks or outbreaks in those schools, we'll see that in the coming weeks. Okay. Well, we're going to have to leave it at that, uh, for this week's edition of Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying thank you for listening.